0: Good morning. Welcome to the show. Thanks for listening. Wednesday, April the 13th. Lovely spring morning here in TW11. And we are one day through the Craven meeting from Newmarket, which threw up some interesting performances yesterday, most notably from New Science and the European Free Handicap, and perhaps more significantly, Master of the Seas, in the Group 3 Earl of Sefton Stakes, en route perhaps to a bid to win the Queen Anne Stakes at Royal Ascot. Both those horses trained by Charlie Appleby, like Native Trail, the reigning champion two year old, and as I said on the podcast on Monday, the first champion two year old to come back in the Craven Stakes since Tsar in 1998. Charlie Appleby is making the trials fashionable again. Jane Mangan won't remember Tsar's winning the race in 1998, but she will remember how good a two year old Native Trail was last year. Just what is he adding, and how exciting is this as a real uh, boost to the start? of the flat season jane
1: oh very much so the top two-year-old from last year i remember seeing him in the flesh at uh, the curve for the national stakes the irish fans got to see him there he went back to the Dewhurst and confirmed his supremacy he was highly tried last year and he answered every call he proved that he could handle Newmarket, and to have him back this i suppose the, the flat season is well underway yes we were in injury last week yes we'll be in fairy house this weekend But for any real diehard flat racing fan, you've had your first season sires off the mark. You've had guineas and derby trials already. So Native Trail coming out just further whets the appetite. But yes, what Charlie did with Massar a couple of years ago, master of the seas. We saw him yesterday, but he was only just beaten by Poetic Flair in last year's guineas. Charlie points a good one here and he's got his best one out.
0: Yeah, this is what he had to say. We uh, played you this interview last week. Just a reminder of what Charlie Appleby had to say about uh, Native Trail's comeback.
2: He would he would do what is asked of him at home w- without exciting you but I think from the national stakes onwards we've seen a different we saw a different animal in in that you know a William was learning about him and getting confidence on him but um, you know most mid-race moves on this horse you see he just comes under the under the pump slightly but then all of a sudden this this you know this gear kicks in and um, you know he he obviously Picked up well in the National Stakes, which is again the similar style of run what we saw in the Dewhurst. There, you know, he came, he jumped, he travelled, he came off the bridle a bit there, but then all of a sudden he just comes back on the bridle and he just, you know, he, he does it all the right way around, which is very, very uh, enjoyable to watch. I mean, as a physical, again, you, he he was a man amongst the boys. Mm-hmm. You know, when I turned, when we turned up at the Curragh, I, I, I did gain some confidence in what I saw in the paddock.
0: Both he and Karibas, they are imposing. They're physically imposing horses, aren't they?
2: No, for sure. I mean. Uh, as everyone, you know, some of the old school will say, in, uh, you know, sometimes the, the guineas can be the, the last 2 old race of the year. If we were to run the guineas next week, Nick, i will be confident this horse would, uh, would certainly be a, a stride in front of the rest of the crew at the moment. You know
0: you're gonna to have to keep suffering this comparison between this fella and the guy next door as the season goes on, because they're the same crop, same yard, same everything, same distance requirements at the moment. Yeah, we're in you know, early April, late March, early April, is this the now horse? Is Native Trail the now horse for you? know,
2: yeah, the question's been posed to me. What, I mean, it's, it's, at the end of the day, we've, we still have got to make that final decision and with, with William of with who you ride. But if you were to ask me who I would put, be putting William on now, mm. it would be Native Trail. You know, he, is the, he is that finished article. He's there already. We, we see with a typical Dabawi there in, in, in Kurobis is a lot of natural raw talent. But as I, I feel he is going to progress throughout the season.
0: Uh, Charlie Appleby there on on Native Trail. Uh, You can see the runners in front of you now, Jane. What sort of task does he have today? Anything particularly taxing or not? How good's the Aidan O'Brien once race maiden winner?
1: Nobody really knows. Uh, Star of India, he won in Leopardstown. He was typical Valley Doyle debutante. He was a little bit green through the first part of the race. And when they straightened up. He found plenty for pressure. He's a brother to a Group 1 winner in Suderman, who was a, a Group 1 juvenile for David Watchman. His brother, Roman Emperor, his other brother, Roman Emperor, was quite good. Um, but you have Mabir in there, Claymore for Jane Chapelheim. They're very unexposed, one from one. We can't really tell how good they are. Zach- Zachariah and King Max, um, they're all... On you know the, to establish themselves, but there's make no bones about it. Native Trail was last year's champion by a mile, um, and when he does come under pressure, he for he sometimes flatters to deceive. You can be lured into thinking you have a chance a furlong down, and then when you hit the line, you're three lengths adrift. So I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do because I still believe. I know you're a massive Caribous fan. But I still believe this is the best horse in Charlie Appleby's armor. And if he is, let's see how good he is.
0: All right, let's talk about what Appleby did yesterday. After a sort of quiet week or so, he, he absolutely sprung into life with the two horses in the, in the stakes races New Science and Master of the Seas. You could tell how frustrated he'd been with Master of the Seas uh, when he spoke to Lydia Hislop after the race, but no such frustrations yesterday. And interesting that he, he's thinking of bypassing the Lockinch to go straight to the Queen Anne. What's your take on that?
1: I have to I have to think he's, he's thinking strategically and reading between the lines. Baid is the main reason for that. Uh, he mentioned confidence and taking on Baid might not be the right thing to do for the horse's confidence. And you can completely understand that. Uh, first run since he was gelded after he had misbehaved in America. He's always a talent. Sometimes he's been a, self, a self-sabotager. But yesterday it was also straightforward for William. He was able to follow Magellan. He had to wait for a little bit of room, but you know the horse quickened up and, and showed his class. That was the Earl of Sefton. He's obviously going to have bigger bigger tasks. He's working back from the Queen Anne. He mentioned at Ascot, and you know we were talking about Emmett Mullins last week. I like a man with a plan.
0: Yeah, and really that has what is what has characterised Charlie Appleby's success over the last few years. He he clearly gets a massive kick out of plotting his his campaigns from an early stage with horses. as as he exhibited on this podcast last week what about new science in the european free free handicap
1: yes um a horse that probably had to establish himself a little bit more for me to take him seriously for any classics and the mention of going up to a mile was a concern post-race for charlie he mentioned they might go for a french guineas en route to the jersey um Watching the race, I, I thought it was, that was surprising to me. Um, he beat the crib, Babe, giving him five pounds, and Ribby back in third. Uh, he was he was a comprehensive winner, looks a very straightforward horse, a very good-looking horse in the flesh, uh, just from watching at home. And if they're working back from a jersey, the jerseys always, I, I think for horses that maybe don't, they obviously don't quite get the mile, but for horses that they're not sure about uh, their, their optimum trip, well, if this guy wants to stick at seven and goes to France, I think he's an underestimated horse. I like him.
0: All right, it's not just a big day for Charlie Appleby. It's a big day for Hugo Palmer as well, because he sends out two of his really good two-year-olds from last year. The Group 1 winner, Ebro River, and the multiple uh, stakes performer, Dig 2, uh, at headquarters today. Formerly his base, no longer, of course, because he's now training from a manor house in Cheshire, but is basing himself temporarily in Newmarket. Hugo, that must be quite a weird feeling this week, isn't it?
3: <laughs> Isn't it is, Nick. Good morning, yes. Um, i tell you the oddest thing is waking up in Newmarket and not having anything to do until racing. Um, although, of course, it's the Tassels Club and Breeze up, sale last night and today, so I've uh, I walked up to Tassels, but it's 9 o'clock in the morning, I've been here for 20 minutes, I don't think I've ever been at Tassels so early in my life because I've normally been charging around Newmarket Heath trying to get everything done before I get up there. So, yes, it's a strange feeling.
0: Uh, were you competitive at the Breeze Ups last night?
3: We were not, no, no. Um, We sort of had a look at a couple and followed them in, but the market seemed uh, seemed particularly strong, which um, has to be a good sign for the future, um, at least the short term future of of British Racing and Bloodstock.
0: Okay, how big a day is this for you today with with Dig2 and Ebro River having to prove that they have trained on and can make up into really smart sprinting three-year-olds?
3: Yes, it's a key day, isn't it? Um, And it's a day we've been looking forward to for for some time. but it's obviously it's only the, for for both horses. It's only the start of their of their season, and I hope there'll be many more key days um, go, going forward. So obviously we, we want things to go to go well and, and, and smoothly um, today. Um, but it's not going to be the end of the world. Of course we don't. Um, I've been very happy with both horses' work, uh, particularly Ebro River. Uh, he had an away day at Wolverhampton about two weeks ago now, um, and he absolutely flew around there and seems in really really good form. He's he's of fully there and he's summer coats and he looks absolutely tremendous. So um, I'm really looking forward to running him.
0: Uh, and as far as the weekends concerned, you, you've got a horse called Flaming Rib entered in the Greenham. Now this is a horse that you've inherited as as part of your new role at, at Manor House. He was a very busy two year old last year, winning his, his final four. What have you learnt about him since you took over?
3: Well, he's been—he's um, a lovely-looking horse, um, and he's got a very, very easy way of going. Uh, to watch his races, he's—he's he's looked like he's—he's he's raced quite aggressively, um, and but he doesn't train aggressively. And we've been—I mean, before I started, um, that his 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 uh, regular rider Chris Eli um, has been working very hard to, to settle him and to relax him. He's been training in a hood. He'll run in a hood um, on on Saturday um you know he's he's by Ribchester, and i forget how the mare's bred but there's every reason on pedigree to think that this horse if he will allow himself to be um is a miler um so that's the direction we're going to look we're going to have a have a look at seven furlongs um in in the greenham um and see which direction we go from there he does he does have a french guineas entry um so that's, you know, that's speculative at this stage. But I always think if you're going to run in a classic trial, you might as well have the entry in the big event in case in case the dream comes true. Um, so that's that's where we could go. But he could you know, he could be a horse that there's one thing about staying a mile. And there's an entirely another thing altogether to be to be a classic contender. He's he's rated 108 and he'll, he'd need to improve need to improve a stone to win a classic. Um, so but I think he's a very nice horse. Um, and for all that the scope for very nice horses, not to be classic winners, if you know what I mean.
0: I do know what you mean. Uh, one horse who is definitely going the Guineas route is Dubawi Legend, your very good two-year-old and Dewhurst runner-up who worked on the Roley Mile yesterday. Um, I, I'm about the last person you'll have told that he worked very well, but I've seen the evidence myself with my own eyes on videotape, as Tom Durkin famously said.
3: <laughs> on videotape, yeah. yeah. Look, I mean, it's... um. Everything went very smoothly and, and perfectly. It was obviously set up and orchestrated um, for Dubai Legend. Um, Dr. Ali keeps um, Power of States in training um, for the purpose of um, leading Dubai Legend, and he's a pretty good yardstick, rated as he is in the mid-90s. Um, and uh, battered belongs to, well, I'm sure she was given him to, to Michael Owen, but he did belong to me and he was express, express um, lead horse for that purpose. So it was a very solid piece of work with the two lead horses. Um, Michael Hills rode power states and said he went absolutely flat out from the three to really inject the, the pace into the gallop. Um, and uh, we were, I was very happy with um, with how how the three-year-old came clear, but most of all, particularly happy with with how, how Tom spoke about the horse afterwards. He'd been kind enough to come up to Wolverhampton um, a few weeks ago when we worked some horses there, and the horse worked well there. Um, and he said he's you know, just delighted with how he progressed in in those weeks since Wolverhampton, which is, of course is everything we, that we'd want him to, to do. Um, that said you know we, we we set the work up for the horse but that's how work goes um you know that's what we're trying to achieve and create is a guineas horse we're not trying to not trying to get him beat but i have taken horses for racecourse gallops at the craven meeting before notably escobar who's now with um, david O'Meara, and it was an absolute disaster and he confirmed to us in no certain terms that he was not a guineas colt um so you know it's just another hurdle to have jumped through we've got another what are we now? 18 days um, to the guineas, so everything has to continue to go right. He's got he's got more work to do in order to be spot on for the for the big day, but he's exactly where we want him right now.
0: Well, as Hugo said, there it was pretty buoyant at uh, Tattersalls last night. The top lot was 525 thousand guineas uh, by Kodiak, a colt uh, purchased by Dave Lochnan, the trainer of Hello You and Co for Omni Racing. Um, and Dave is on the phone now to tell me a little bit more about the horse and the buyer. Um, Dave, first of all, that must be. Well, how does it feel to be to be the the buyer of the top lot?
4: Um, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. We'll find out over the next couple of months. Um, but look, he, he was a, a, a fantastic physical and had the pedigree to match, and um, comes from a very good farm. And it, look, fingers crossed, he can he can do the business on the track for us. Well,
0: what do you see him as? Do you see him as a pure two-year-old Royal Ascot sprinter?
4: For now, but uh, look, he's a, he's a very big, strong animal. Um, I, i have, look. Obviously, we've we've a long way to go yet. But you'd like to think he's there's certainly enough scope there to think he's a horse we'll train on. But um, very, very much so forefront of our minds is Covenshire, the Norfolk, for now. Uh,
0: who are Omni the 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 buyers?
4: So it's a new syndicate, it's a Chinese client, um, in conjunction with Speed adoption of Ramo Racing. A
0: bit a little bit of Kia, your established owner and a, a little bit of some some brand sort of brand new to racing, uh, or have they got interest yeah, elsewhere yeah, around the world? Yeah, brand new to racing. Okay, so a potentially exciting venture for you there. As regards Hello You yesterday, she finished third in the in the Nell Gwyn. What was your what was your reaction to her performance? I
4: was over the moon. Um look we we went there with a plan, it was we were by no means, you know, I've made it very clear beforehand, we were by no means going there yesterday with her with her um, foot fully tuned up. Um, she was probably 85%, 90% fit. I'd said to Ross, don't knock her about. Well, you know, look, if she goes and wins, we're not going to be disappointed, obviously. But um, it, it's about a bigger picture, and it's, it's about very much about the 1st of April, and uh, or sorry, the 1st of May. And um, she jumped, she settled extremely well. They didn't go very quick. Um, which which was a huge sign for us to see how well she settled and going down into the dip she had every chance he just gave her a couple of flicks and she went for her girth to furlong out and um, he just coasted home from there under a hand and heels ride so um, look we've uh, we've we've a big step forward to go to be a, to be a, a classic winner but. Um, she had a very good form on the course in in the Rockfell, and we felt she did everything right yesterday to to take another step forward to be you know hopefully peaking in a few weeks time.
0: Uh, you're taking a big roll of the dice today with a horse called King Max, uh, 66 to one shot in the in the Craven Stakes against Native Trail, only rated 86. I'm guessing you think he might be quite well handicapped off 86.
4: Yeah, very much so. Look, I think probably his price doesn't reflect uh, fairly on the horse. Um, He's only had one run for us. He's the only horse in the race that's ran this year. We know we've got match fitness. Um, He's a very nice horse. Look, uh, is he good enough to to beat Native Trail? It's a a big ask, Um, and we've no doubt about that. But, look, am we're very ambitious owners in this sport, and we want to know exactly what we've got on our hands. He does everything right at home, and we said we'd roll the dice. I, I feel probably going forward, he's going to be better over a mile and a quarter. Um, he's got some nice entries in the, with the obviously the Dante and um, and the Pretty Jockey Club in France ahead of us. But look, we said we'd roll the dice in, in this race, and we'll know one way or another after today whether we go down a Guineas route or we need to be stepping up a trip.
0: Trainer Dave Longnan then, and before him Hugo Palmer, and quite a bit to pick out of both of those interviews. Longnan first. Jane, and I was struck by his confidence that, that Hello You would take a massive step forward when re opposing Cache and the Guineas. They're both set to face in Spiral and the Guineas on the 1st of May.
1: Yes, well, it is interesting that he's obviously left plenty to work on with a view to the Classic. Um, he seems to think there'll be no problem with a mile. She obviously met um, Cache over a mile when the pair of them faced off against Pizza Bianca at Delmar uh, before they didn't. They would, didn't disgrace themselves beating less than two lengths, but just being an invincible spirit out of a pivotal mare, let's see if she does really favour a mile. Her run behind cashier yesterday was good, but I think Claudette's have to go to the winner. She was a winner everywhere, cashier. I know she was receiving weight from Hello You, but it was very straightforward performance. William Buick wheeled her out, she quickened up, and I think she's a filly that has more to come as well. So if the pair meet again, I think they'll be closer. Um... Winning trainer George Bowie mentioned that this Philly was doing it just on raw ability last year, that she was weak. Well, she wasn't weak yesterday. Let's just see what she can do. And a uh, favourable mention as well for the runner up Almondadash a Philly by Postponed, a stallion that we don't see very uh, many runners of. He obviously uh, didn't cover too many in his first year, but this was a good performance from her as well think the Nell Gwyn's going to turn out a decent race and I'd be very surprised if yesterday's action and today of course at Newmarket didn't have significant bearing on on the season ahead favorable mention as well for Connell um the Philly by Kingman out of the sister to Logician, who won the Phillies maiden over a mile she could be quite smart as well
0: all right and Dave Loughnan signs for the top lot 525,000 at the Tapsules Breeze up sale No sign of that um, particular enterprise slowing at all, Uh, and interesting that Longnan has now got some Chinese investors to join Kier Jirobchin, suggesting his stable is going to get all the stronger.
1: Yes, but I suppose in the back of the success of Ammo Racing, they've been quite shrewd in their judgment of horse flesh as well. Obviously, David and a number of uh, other trainers have been delivering the goods for them, but This was the back of Go Bears Go and Hello You. They're the two springboard horses, and now they're going to get better quality. They bought the Kodiak out of Nolipi yesterday from Tally Ho, who've had such a good record of producing good horses from of Sales, lest we forget they actually produce Memas, the horse that's turned into a wonderful sire um, through these ranks as well. So Nolipi out of Fridonia, it's the Albina Dome Driver Pedigree. Um, and yeah, that that's another string to their bow. But Ho had such a wonderful sale yesterday. They they raked in in on day one almost one point two million. And um, the average for the sale was up twenty two percent. But I don't like to compare this year to last year considering COVID. But if you do consider that the average price yesterday was one hundred and twenty one thousand guineas, that's on par with the twenty nineteen average, which is probably a, a a fair comparison when things were relatively normal in 2019 before everything went up in smoke
0: now those of you listening in the united states and australia will be well familiar with my racehorse the micro syndication operation that's had significant success including victories in the kentucky derby and the breeders cup classic this week my racehorse launches in the uk and ireland and here on the podcast we're really happy to be partnering up with the organization to bring you updates on the uk and ireland horses and some of the US and Australian horses during the course of the year, um, but also just to promote the joys of shared ownership and micro-shares. Jules Pittam is the UK and Ireland managing partner uh, of My MyRace. Jules, for those who aren't familiar conceptually with this, what, what are you really going for? What are you really trying to achieve? Morning, Nick. Um,
5: what we're trying to achieve here is to allow people to get access to the world's best bloodstock. a fractional price and they get all the benefit of ownership and all the access to the best trainers in uh, Britain, Great Britain and Ireland and get to enjoy that journey from owning top class, top pedigree horses and hopefully increasing their chances of getting to those big races on a Saturday.
0: So you're going in big with big name trainers and Big stallions. We're going to talk a little bit more in depth in a little while about the sort of caliber of horse that you're you're going for. A micro syndication in the UK, as distinct from the US, has had a, a slightly rocky road in terms of the public perception of it. What assurances can you give that my racehorse is a little bit different and that the financials are are absolutely watertight?
5: So you know, two words we use constantly at my racehorse is. Governance and transparency. Yeah, there has been some controversy. In the US, we're regulated by the SEC. And in Australia, we're regulated by the ASIC. In the UK, we had exemption under enjoyment of property from the FCA, but we went to the FCA and sought uh, regulation if they required. And same in Ireland with the Central, Central Bank of Ireland. When we issue shares in a horse, we issue shares to the value of that horse. We never oversubscribe the horse. That's not our model. Um, and that will become very clear as we move out into the end of 2022, when we'll launch secondary market in uh, fractional shares. So it'll become very obvious. The numbers of shares that are issued times the price, and that'll be the value of the horse. That transparency you know, allows people to get very clear understanding of what they're buying. And when you go onto our website and buy, you'll see that broken down. So we make it extremely transparent. Value of the horse, what we purchased for number of shares issued, training fees, VET fees.
0: And am I right in thinking that you've actually petitioned, as an organisation, you've actually petitioned the authorities in the in the UK to make syndicates more more tightly regulated? You would like to see that?
5: Yeah, we, we have. Um, we, we had early conversations with the BHA and HRI, and as a result of that, for example, with the BHA, we're going to be publishing to them, our cap table or our shareholder list on a weekly basis and any changes to that shareholder list as it updates so they'll be able to see very clearly the number of shares issued the price of which they're issued and so they can see the value of the blood stock you know they're working towards you know building transparency in the industry and we wanted to help them with that process and just demonstrate what we're doing if that becomes adopted by the industry that would be great but we're just trying to drive that process because that way the actual fractional owner is the one that gets protected in the end, and that's going to drive interest in fractional ownership, getting more people racing and owning more bloodstock.
0: Just in terms of the the quality of stock that you've got on offer, uh, you've gone in hard with with three pretty expensive yearlings now, two year olds, with some of the the most high profile trainers in the in the UK and Ireland. Just tell me how they're getting on. So the Dabawi uh, is with
5: Andrew Balding. Um, he was bought for four hundred twenty five thousand pounds, four hundred and fifty thousand guineas at the Tattersall book one at the end of last year. Um Andrew's happy with him. You know, he takes to his work. Um, he's been upsides a couple of times, he's doing everything he should should do. He's solid. Look, he, he has an amazing pedigree. He is Britain's leading sire. And you know, it's now the time to dream, as you know. You know, racing. It's too early to say. Uh how he's going to do, but he, he will race uh, in a maiden hopefully on 1st of May, the 2000 guineas day. That'll indicate to everyone how he's getting on. And um, but we're excited by him, needless to say. And then there's um, Mendocin Philly, uh, bought for $300,000 at the Keelan sales in, in Kentucky, uh, with um, John Gosden. She's a little bit backward, but it's coming on nicely and has been with um, Jay Allison, uh, for a while. And we'll go to John Gosden hopefully straight after. April, but we'll see her later in the season, and then uh with Joseph O'Brien bought for 170,000 euros at the Goffs uh, Island sale. You know she's doing everything she's supposed to be doing, and again, time to dream, Nick. We're we're very pleased with the purchase at this stage.
0: And Jules, if I wanted to get involved in one of these blue bloods, however fractional a level, how would I do that, starting from now? So you can
5: go on today and register your interest in what we're doing. You can have a look at the horses, all the content and the videos created by, you know, Android training and the various trainers, et cetera, and you can get a good feeling for them. And then as soon as, in it, once we've got those total lists of registered interest, we'll launch the horses for sale um, and you'll be able to buy a share. So uh, the Dubai is the most expensive at £204 a share and the Zofany and the Melison, I think around about £100 each. It's a very affordable entry point.
0: Jules Pitam there and the MyRacehorse.com offering of the UK and Ireland Blue Bloods is up now, as Jules was saying. MyRacehorse.com is the website that you need to go to. You can see the Dubawi out of J Wonder, £204 per share at the moment. The Zophony out of trois et Moi with Joseph O'Brien and the Mendelssohn out of Dance with another. The Zophony at £89 a share and the Mendelssohn at £113 a share. MyRacehorse.com and you can see the bar just underneath the top of the page, which says Indicate Interest Now. Now, you'd like to think we'd covered just about every angle there is to cover as regards the Grand National, but not quite, because Noble Yates was consigned from the County Cork base of Marie Harding. And not only did she consign Noble Yates to the sales ring, she also consigned the winner of the bumper at Aintree. It was quite a notable double. Uh, Marie joins me now. Marie, how did you and your team feel when, when Noble Yates passed the post in front?
6: Uh, it was fantastic. We're actually, we're a very small operation. Um, Don't have a lot of and don't have a lot of staff. And it meant a lot to us to see that horse come out and do what he did in that he would have been a, a lovely horse for sale. Very genuine, gentle, honest horse. Great mover. Um. Needed to grow into himself and needed to fill into himself when we had him for sales. And the Connections have done a great job to actually have done what they've done to get him to win a national at seven years of age.
0: And these sales, they're they're real sliding doors moments, aren't they? Because you've got a lot of talent through your hands, but getting these horses to the right place must be absolutely crucial. When you sell a horse on behalf of somebody else, how important is where they end up relative to actually how much you get for them?
6: Um, it's hugely important for the breeder that they go somewhere that they can be showcased afterwards, that they'll go somewhere, that they look after them, they won't be too hard on them too early, um, and that they can come out and we'll say be placed in a point-to-point, go to a sale, make 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 a bit of money and go on to a good trainer from there. That's the most important thing.
0: And then the breeder has the the mayor, hopefully, or some of the family, and then success can can breed success. Uh, you say your are really, yes. yeah. You yes. say your operation's quite small, Marie. Just give me an give me an yeah. indication of scale.
6: Um, let's see. Point of pointers: we might have four or five thereabouts for a season. Um, we would do maybe we might have some breakers. we say going as well at the same time, but we're mainly sales. And I suppose we'd between the summer sales now we might have thirty of them thereabouts um between the land rover and derby um may sales
0: and no no sooner had your team finished celebrating the the grand national than you tuned back into the entry bumper and lo and behold what happens another horse you've produced goes and bolts up in that
6: yeah that was unreal he's an absolutely gorgeous horse gorgeous horse um such a good mover um Beautiful horse to look at.
0: Um, I can see that horse doing big things.
6: This is so the. Again, I hope
0: he does. Yeah, this yeah. is the horse trained by by Neil King, who's by Ask yes. called called Look Away. Yeah, yes, that's him. So, yeah. so would you uh-huh. say? Would you sort of go so far as to say he'd be one of the most talented horses you've had anything to do with?
6: Um, time will tell, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, he certainly had all the raw materials. And that he was, anything he did, he did very easily with us. Um, He moved really well and everything was effortless to him. So I would say he could be very good, but I suppose uh, um, time will tell really there. Yeah.
0: Marie, wonderful double for you. Congratulations. So glad we could catch up. Thanks a million. It's not good enough jane mangan as we heard from marie harding there
1: to have one
0: voice from cork on the show i felt we needed to
1: I, I completely agree and i'm sure all the listeners uh were waiting you know wondering why it took so long for this to happen uh
0: marie clearly a bit of a superstar uh, consigning these horses
1: she is probably one of the hardest working people i know and anybody who sees her on the sales circuit definitely can't disagree um she's You know, even the May store sale catalogue coming out yesterday from do You see her consignment of Glen Stables with a number of horses already consigned. And she will be busy at all of the store sales, not to mention then that she has her own point-of-pointers as well. I've always been reared with the story that she started Monty's Pass and she had another national winner on her hands recently.
0: Yes, uh, what a day for her it was on on Saturday. Uh, You haven't spoken on this podcast since the grand national i mean it's been taken apart extensively uh, by me and dave on monday and then by tom and lee yesterday do you have anything to add either about the race itself or uh, some of the issues that that it threw up afterwards
1: i've been listening everybody has touched on all the vital points um from the controversial issues to the race itself and i just wanted to add that I was at home like um, any viewer watching the coverage, and I would just like to mention that when a horse falls, a jockey tends to fall too, and I could not get feedback on any of the of the riders and I know we all rush to cover bases when it comes to the horses, but the people on top are equally as important, if not more important, so I would appreciate if we we, myself included, being the media, got that, got that information out there because friends, parents, family are watching on and I had to actually go contacting the person directly, myself, to find out if they were okay after the race, which I have the privilege of doing. Not many people can say that. So I think that's one thing that we need to be mindful of in the future. We, we are very quick to clarify with the horses, but the riders are important too.
0: Here, here, Jane, thank you very much for the moment. You'll be back in a moment, but uh, we're going to head to Hong Kong and J.A. McGrath.
7: Nick, they're doing it tough out in Hong Kong at present. COVID restrictions are wearing down many of the principal players, and that includes jockeys, trainers, officials of the Hong Kong Jockey Club, even those on the periphery, such as many in the media. It is difficult when you're confined to a bubble and can mix only with those within your own group. It says a lot for the resilience of those at the coalface big money won or earned is one thing social contact is just as important and i reckon those caught up in all this would agree one unexpected feature of the covid situation is that there are over 250 horses currently stranded at the hong kong jockey club's training facility in china when i say stranded i'm not talking about a welfare issue here They are not roaming wild in the streets of Guangzhou. They are trained, fed and watered in luxury accommodation at the stables in Chongfa. No, by stranded, I mean they are unable to cross the border into Hong Kong, which means they can't race. And that's going to have an impact on the forthcoming Champions Day fixture at Sha Tin on Sunday week, April 24th. It's all because when China began their mass COVID testing operation, The horses stopped travelling to ease congestion on the roads. But while the testing has been carried out, the travelling of horses has not resumed. And it's nearly five weeks now. There are intended Champions Day runners still unable to get to Hong Kong. And don't forget, this is one of the biggest days of the season. There are three group ones and £6.5 million in prize money to be won. We'll keep you posted on that one. Nothing like that at Happy Valley today where Marrera and Purton look set to dominate again. It can be monotonous if you're not backing them. Currently, Joe Marrera on 100 winners for the season and Zach Purton on 99. I think Marrera is going to come out on top on this occasion. He's got a very good ride in race five. Number two, Charming Steed who's a maiden in Hong Kong, however, is strongly fancied to get the money here. First time Joe Moreira and first time Blinkers from stall seven, I think will do the trick. The danger is number six, Sight Hero, who's ridden by Blake Shin for the first time, David Hayes. So two and six in uh, a tote swinger and uh, take number two, Charming Steed as the winner. So race five, number two, Charming Steed. Now, looking for Zach Purton, he's got an excellent ride in race six. Number seven, HK Dragon. Unfortunately, HK Dragon, very much the best on form, has drawn 12, the extreme outside, which is very, very hard from the mile start at Happy Valley. So, number nine, E-Legend, might just come into it here. Drawn three, and with Jerry Chow claiming three, is going to be giving you a big sight. So, race six, number nine, E-Legend take that in another toad swinger uh, with number seven hk Dragons. so seven and nine in race number six and one other for you race four i think harry bentley's going to get the money here number seven ice legend i like this very much very well handicapped on a rating of 56 and going particularly well uh harry won on this horse back in january that's hong kong for this week i'll have more for you next week
0: thanks as ever to jim super stuff jane mangan is still with me and she's going to give you a winner for this afternoon
1: well hopefully we're going to pocket the profit in one in the 150 ryan moore it's eye-catching he's down to eight stone nine to ride this uh, gelding by mason for george bowie he's technically well in after winning a pontefract last week so let's see if he is well in under the six pound penalty pocket the profit at 150
0: jane thanks so much thank you very much for listening as well If you do enjoy the podcast, please do tell your friends. Leave us a a rating and a review on any of your podcast platforms. That was Wednesday, April the 13th. I'll be back again to do it tomorrow to talk a little bit about how Native Trail did or didn't win the Craven Stakes. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares,